coming to you from the KUCI headquarters in sunny Irvine, California. It's half past five with Paxton Wright. Tonight's guest, Bill Taker, an audio engineer behind the upcoming indie game, minded Kip Lauren Jorgensen. Folks, folks, jokes, dolks, and all the other olks in between. How are y'all doing on this lovely Friday afternoon? Me, on my end, and I was going to say I'm doing dandy, but y'all, I'll be honest, I've been better. Most of my finals were this week. Uh, I'm actually recording this immediately after probably the hardest final I've had. So I'm running on about a two right now, folks, <laughs> you know, as opposed to my usual <laughs> 4.3. <laughs> Ah, yeah, it's going to be that kind of show. So uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in, uh, for being so supportive. And I, and I, I, I assure you, we're going to get through this next half hour together. You and me, thick and thin, hand in hand. Uh, I, I also want to say that if you have anything else you'd like to tell me, any advice, any questions, any comments, any inputs, inquiries... Uh, skeletons in your closet that you need to confess to somebody uh, that aren't the police I'm the guy to do that Uh, I I can keep a secret so you can reach out to me at paxtonwright at kuci.org that is p-a-x-t-o-n-w-r-i-g-h-t at k-u-c-i dot ho-har-g now folks I want to introduce you to our guest this evening He's a lovely man, a sweet man, a great man, dare I say a beautiful man, and I do dare say it. Uh, his name is Thorin Jorgensen. Thorin, how are you doing? I'm well. Those are bold choices of words to use to describe me. Well, Thorin, I meant every one of them, and uh, I also meant uh, Jorgensen. I, we were actually talking about before you came on the show whether or not your last name was pronounced Jorgensen or Jorgensen. You said it was either or. Yeah, so... The Jorgensen is the Danish pronunciation of my family, or family name, while Jorgensen is, like, the American one. So if you were to, like, fully pronounce my name in, like, the native tongue, quote-unquote, it would be Torin Jorgensen. Uh, so real Scandinavian, sounded like the Swedish, like, chef from the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be respectful and, uh, and, and take it back to your roots, so I chose Jorgensen. I appreciate that. Of course. Well, that's all we have time for, folks. Thanks so much for right, tuning thanks in. Thanks for having me. All right, have a good one, guys. I'm just kidding. I'm just goofing. I wouldn't do that to you. We got a whole lot more show coming for you. Uh, Thorin, you, my friend, are a uh, are a, a creative Swiss army knife, if I do <laughs> say so myself. You've got, not only do you have this game, uh, Blinded, that you're working on, you're doing the audio engineering for. Yeah. Uh, a field of video game development I know nothing about so I'm excited to learn more about it uh, not only that you also just had a film that you uh, AD'd on that's assistant directed for those of you not in the know uh, that actually just premiered at uh, Zotfest called Don't Stop Us Now For also for those not in the know uh, Zotfest is uh, UC Irvine's uh, sort of big uh, film festival they've been doing for uh, 20 years now 20 years yeah yeah 
Yeah, so so that's uh, that's a big accomplishment, and you you open the festival. We'll get into that in a bit. First, though, I do want to talk about this uh, this game. So tell us a bit about it. It's an, it's got some pretty interesting mechanics to it. Yeah, so it's an entirely audio based game. Uh, it removes all visuals, and you have to rely entirely on audio clues. And it has a full plate like narrative as well. That has two branching paths, and they each complement one another. That's a shout out to my uh, roommate who also wrote the. F- uh, project himself right so yeah you have to play the game twice to get the full experience and the narrative at hand right now is that so it's not because there's is there multiple endings to it or yeah, is there uh, three endings to be precise okay so so you say it's played two times to get the full experience yeah so, so the, the one ending is kind of a uh kind of a mulligan ending or how's how's that work yeah so it's one ending uh ends one of the potential narratives and then if you go down the other route you learn some of the gaps that are left by the other ending okay and then you fill that out and then you can come back for a third time to get like the final kind of ending the true ending exactly the golden sonic ending if (laughs) you if you will (laughs) wow that's an old one Uh, i'll get you chaos zero yeah so that's so I, I'm curious about how the mechanics of this game work because I mean, truth be told, I know that it's uh, you don't have anything that you can show yet because there isn't really anything you can see. They've made other games, I can't, none that are coming off the top of my head as far as titles at the moment. But I know uh, there Blind Swordsman was one of the inspirations for it, and it's a very similar kind of aspect where you swing a sword around with no visuals and you have to rely solely on audio cues okay see the one i'm thinking of, have you have you played that one it was a horror game that came out a number of years ago it's different i know it is but it's um it's it's you're technically like a, a blind character that sees everything through uh audio cues and the way that that's displayed is you use like echolocation by like throwing items and it like highlights your surroundings for a quick second. Yeah, I vaguely remember it, like in the deep recesses of my mind. It was like, in those like 2012 indie horror game yeah. phases. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's kind of like the only other thing I can think of like this. And you, there's a full linear plot to this, or I guess it's not fully linear, but because um, yeah, it's branching paths. You the the branch becomes very aware to you as you play the game, so you'll know like okay, this is route A or this is route B. But right, right, and so. And so that, that's, I mean, com- that being the case, being an audio engineer on this is kind of, I mean, next to writing, if not paired with writing, sort of the big head honcho position on this for a game that there's no graphics to speak of. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I wasn't the only audio engineer. I have to give credit where credit is due as well to Ariana, who also, she composed the music as well as took care of like the more like nuanced sounds, such as like footsteps walking down the hallway, since you have to hear kind of a lot of those in the game. But um, what I did was a lot of the mixing and audio sounds that went with the more diegesis of the narrative. So you have like these monster growls and like paranoia sounds that kind of permeate at different points in the narrative. Right. Um, but what it was was, yeah, you'd mix these sounds, you'd kind of curate them, and then you'd plug them into the um, gameware software. And what we would do is then we would adjust the sound level to where the player was located at so say you have a monster that's in the upper right hand corner of the map and Mm -hmm. you're in the middle of it the more you go to the upper right hand corner the louder in volume the monster becomes okay but if you were to walk away it shifts down in tone so it became that uh my job was then taken away and given to the programmers to shift audio accordingly i was just out here trying to gather sounds collect sounds and mix all the sounds to make their lives easier right and so this is the kind of game that seems like we're headphones if they're not a must are strongly encouraged at least highly very highly encouraged okay okay and uh and then also i have to be honest i'm still sort of struggling to 
picture exactly how the game played. Are there controls to it? Or? Yeah, so it's um, it's kind of like a puzzle horror game is what I would note it as. So you're put into a 3D space and you have the option to traverse uh, almost as if you were looking at a 3D model of a Pac-Man map is the best way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. So if you were to be put straight down into the Pac-Man map and you can navigate along those, interacting along with the walls and anything in the environment with you, so yeah, I would say imagine you're in the Pac-Man maze, and then you have no sight. Sounds terrifying. Exactly. There's That's ghosts. The there goes ghosts in there. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, monsters in ours. So yeah. like, work together in tandem. Uh, so yeah, we also uh, you were you were playing me some uh, clips of some of the things you've worked on, and for those of you interested. Uh, you know, I always talk about how I'd love to show clips of the things my guests are uh, promoting on this show. Kind of difficult to do given the <laughs> format. Uh, for once, we've got a guest where clips are actually very doable and you can pretty much get the complete context. So we have two for you right here. Uh, Thorne, do you want to describe this uh, first one for us, what the context is going to be of it? Uh, which one is it? Oh, so uh, it's called the Madness Sound and it plays during the point in which your character is having essentially a mental breakdown uh and so to do it i had to mix quite a few sounds together and level each of them accordingly so one sound didn't overlap too much over another right let's take a listen to the madness sound well now wasn't that just a treat thorin (laughs) delightfully fun that was uh uh Eh, trying to th- I'm trying to think of a joke, but I'm, I'm tired, Thorin. I'm trying to think of it. it. We're all tired. It's week 10, man. Exactly. Week 10, again, as I said, this is basically my finals week. Finals week, the actual legit finals week for me is actually quite easy. I've only got one final, and it's Monday morning, and then I'm good. Yeah, I only have essays on finals week. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's nice. It's nice. It's uh, I'm almost through the woods, but my my brain is... Uh, it's fried. It's gone. It's, uh, it's, it's duty. Um... <laughs> But uh, next up, we have a sound that uh, I really enjoy. Now, we had a long library, Thorin, of... Uh, you You presented me... There has to be at least almost 100 sounds, oh, right? Yeah, no. What's the library we're looking at here? Uh, for that one character that you were looking at, uh, which is the main player That's character. That's the protagonist, yeah? Yeah, okay. it's... Uh, I believe it's around 96 individual lines, grunts, and... Um, context clues from the game okay great so yeah we had we had roughly nearly nearly 100 sounds here you've said and i wanted to play my personal favorite uh ladies and gentlemen what did you think of that what did you think of that i know we all loved it so that was uh ow number two um (laughs) (laughs) the the lovely damage indicators ow and d minor so yeah uh, point being i i'd play more but, you know, we actually want people to experience the game for themselves since the audio is such a big part of it. And there's dialogue, too. That was yeah. That was the thing I was kind of most surprised by was I, I would figure for a game that is so high concept, I guess, um, I, I, wouldn't, I, w- I would think it would be very minimal dialogue and mostly all just sound-based. But, yeah, as you said, you've got a full story here. So it's pretty exciting. Is there a release window we can expect on this? or? Uh, well, the demo itself is now finished. Um, hmm. It'll be published online, I think, in about a week or so. And then from there, the game itself, will. we're aiming for an end of August done with the game kind of thing, which we uh, will then probably publish online somewhere to... You know, I can't think of the title of it right now. Steam? 
Uh, probably the not Epic Steam. Game Store. Ooh, definitely not the Epic Thank Game you. Store. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I normally I try not to badmouth other uh, companies or, or people, you know, doing doing an honest day's work. But the Epic Game Store is not doing an honest day's work, so I, we can badmouth them here. Oh, one hundred percent. Itch.io is oh, where okay. the game will be published when it's done. Okay, and then that is uh, the game is blinded. Yeah. Um, and so how? What's the best way for? people to uh, seek that out on itch.io to search blinded? Or? Yeah, it'll probably be one of three search results. Sure. So. Okay. Well, great. Take a look in about a week, folks. Uh, I also want to talk briefly about, I know your role on it, you said, was not uh, you know, didn't wasn't wasn't a major role, but it was still really cool that you got to work on uh, yeah, as, as you said, this uh, new Zotfest film, uh, Don't Stop Us Now. Uh, can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, so I was, um, in the AD crew, uh, predominantly helping the first assistant director and ensuring that people arrive to certain scenes on time in costume and ready, making sure people were eating and that sets were done uh, in a certain amount of time so that we could stay on schedule was like my main big thing. Great. Yeah. Um, I also make a small cameo in the film as well. Very great. Yeah. Uh, I play a pianist. Ooh. Yeah. That's fun. Can you play piano in real life? I can't. What actually ended up happening was uh, it was the first day of shooting, and they were like, oh, the guy who's supposed to play the piano, he can't make it now. Um, AD crew, find us someone that can like play the piano and get us a piano. And I was like, well, I'm both of those things. What do you need? And they're like, oh, that's great. You're in the film now. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you get to wear a, a tux and bob your head like Dean Martin? No, but what I did wear was the finest silk shirt, shirt I have ever put on my body. Ooh, like Fabio. It was, oh, my God. I had never, like, felt like a shirt so soft. It was too elegant for me honestly yeah yeah i feel like that automatically brings out an antonio banderas accent in a person against their will i, I agree with you 100 all right well yeah, i gotta put a nice red leather jacket on top of it too <laughs> Ooh, ooh, ooh! audience you can't see it but uh thorn is sizzling right now quite literally Caxton swoons yes uh, <laughs> so can you tell us a bit about what the film's about yeah so um if you want to see the film as well it'll be put on youtube and i believe about two weeks once finals and everything ends um but it falls in the tradition of the Zotfest headliner being a musical going back to uh i think three years ago in which it was zot zot land which was a play on la la land then became greatest showman and now it's uh, don't stop us now which is a play on the bohemian rhapsody film that came out right I was so, wondering if that was if those were connected. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a um, Bohemian Rhapsody based film in which a character enters into the screen world or the film world, uh, and it's composed entirely of a compilation of different versions of the Queen kind of discography, but curated more to a UCI based audience. Okay. So legally distinct Queen. Exactly. Nice. I like it. Tonight I'm gonna have myself a real decent time wherein fun will be had. Uh, that's actually one of the songs within it. I think that's like the first like conglomerate song that begins. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. So uh, can you give us an example of some of these uh, uh, similar but legally distinct and can be proven in a court of law that they are legally distinct songs? Um, going off of uh, that one, it's like I'm having a bad time. Uh, oh wait, no, that's a different one. Uh, in the line, it's <laughs> "I'm sleep deprived," I, I. Uh, then you also have the um, 
I'm gonna. I'm having a real bad time. Oh, I can't even remember which one that's from. There's it all starts to blur together. They all they all end up being about bad times and and having them. Yeah, and then it that, <laughs> it switches into a positive note. Okay? okay, it's not all sad. That's good. It's just about college life, which is ninety uh, percent sad and then ten percent looking back and being like, I'm glad I was sad all that time. It was worth it. Yeah, there was some happiness in the sadness. Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's a uh, it's it is a uh, film that is true to life and uh true to our experiences and dare i say the most important film of our generation and i do dare say it that's a bold statement and i have nothing to say in response <laughs> step off moonlight <laughs> <laughs> I'm, wow, kidding. Thin ice. I'm gonna take that one back i want to apologize to barry jenkins writer director of moonlight genuinely moonlight's a beautiful film and uh so is don't stop us now so is don't stop us now of course but uh Moonlight, you don't need to step off from anything. Uh, do you, Moonlight? To quote that guy who uh, who almost won the Oscar for La La Land and then didn't because of Moonlight. Moonlight, you guys won. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, uh, now that we've uh, now that we've we've gone through that debacle, I also <laughs> want to discuss. Uh, th- I, this isn't so much a promotion of anything, but you and I found out Thorin on our walk over here. Uh, that we do share a very common, not that, uh, not that unique interest, but something that I do feel is relatively niche, and I kind of want to see where your tastes and mine lie on a similar spectrum. Okay, we both love horror films. Absolutely. Now, what uh, I, I actually want to start off with a question that is very important to me: What scares you more in a horror film? Uh, ghosts and spooky supernatural ethereal things or evil people um just from like a personal basis it's got to be ghosts and stuff because i can't square up with a ghost i I can't cold clock a ghost (laughs) can you can you really truly square up with hannibal lecter though uh not mentally but that boy can still catch these hands (laughs) (laughs) that's hello did you just hit me? Um, one hundred percent. See that—that that is something that I, I've had this debate with many people. Uh, I I like ghost movies. There's some fantastic ghost and supernatural films out there. The Exorcist is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. That's not a controversial statement to make. It's un- unequivocally probably the best of all time. Oh yeah. Uh, but on the same token, I I I really wish. That I believed in the paranormal. I wish I believed in ghosts. I wish I believed in spooky otherworldly things. And I've had people try to convince me of their reality. And I don't know where you stand on that. And I would like to know. But I, I just I can't buy into it. And I know for a fact that there are horrifically evil people out there who want to do harm for the sake of doing harm. And so that is what freaks me out. Uh, even I, I am more nervous at the thought of a jason Voorhees, who is still in and of himself supernatural and goofy but the fact that at the end of the day he's still just kind of a big guy with a big knife yeah a lot spookier to me uh, i feel like that the notion of like evil people plays on to the modern like fears and anxieties of the world mm-hmm. and so there, you can definitely get a lot more horror out of that but i feel like where the fear of ghosts comes from is this fear of the unknown so that's why one of the strengths and weaknesses of the two uh opposing ideas is that yeah you play into the anxieties with the evil people, but at the same time, people are already aware of that and can like encounter that in their everyday life. So they may not be as scared of it, 
But while with ghosts, it's something that a lot of people don't have experience with, and it's so unknown that there's no definitive yes or no answer that you can always garner fear out of that. Sure. Uh, and that, that makes sense. Uh, the thing is just, if I were presented some real hard evidence that like, hey, maybe there's ghosts, I might agree with you on that. I just feel like humans have been on this planet for... Humans have been on this earth for at least 18 years, and I think a lot more. So <laughs> I, th- I feel like I'm evidence of that. You know, the the age, like the common error, you know, timeline definitely starts a little bit after I was born. Yeah, so. my, myself as well. So I think it's a pretty safe bet that we're probably leaning more towards like 80. Um, yeah. So, but I'm saying in all that time. In all that time that that humans have been around, there I haven't really seen a single bit of solid indication that the supernatural exists. And almost any time something like that has been presented, it's been debunked pretty quickly. So until I can see some sort of evidence that, hey, maybe that's a thing, you're not going to get me with your ghosts. I'll enjoy the ghost movies. I'll enjoy seeing Naomi Watts get chased around by ghosts. I feel like she's in a lot of ghost movies. She is. Um, great actress, Naomi Watts. Love her. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna enjoy seeing that on the same... I said on the same token a couple times this episode already, but on the same token. I'm reinforcing that, that statement. Uh, I, I am infinitely more scared of somebody with a lot of knowledge and power and ability to manipulate and someone who I know there's a distinct possibility I can encounter or someone who's just pure evil like someone like an Anton Chigger in uh yeah like that is a barbaric monstrous character and someone who Probably someone like him exists somewhere in this world. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, like I agree with that notion. It's just that, like, I feel like for me, the fear of ghosts comes from my hometown, which is like weird old mining town. I wanted to talk about that. Where are you from again, by the way? I am. I am from Placerville, California, which <laughs> is the last stop uh, with like of humanity between like Sacramento and Tahoe. Right. Yeah. It's sort of like. Uh, uh, like American Gothic incarnate. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Like <laughs> our biggest attraction is this old brick hotel in the middle of downtown called the Carry House. Mm-hmm. Um and what gets people to stay there so much is that it's supposedly haunted. So it's like our main attraction is a ghost. <laughs> right. Our main attraction is a person that died. And on yeah. top of that, like, you come into town and, like, the first thing you see, like, as you drive into town is a dude hanging, like, a dummy hanging from a noose because the town used to be called oh. Hangtown. Oh, yeah. they're really doubling down on it. Yeah, it's like, go That's... big or go home. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? At least, uh, at least their embrace of the macabre has kept their economy flowing reasonably Uh, it's like a ghost town itself at times yeah (laughs) well i mean i also grew up uh in a lovely in a lovely town that i don't want to discredit by the name of manhattan beach but a town that is also full of a lot of uh uh not not entirely but a large portion of that population is very wealthy to the point of being completely vapid um and very powerful so i think that uh drink out of only voss water bottles yeah oh god (laughs) who would do such a thing i know despicable uh for clarification i do drink out of voss water bottles but i only own two i've only ever bought voss water twice and i reuse the bottles it's actually more economical than a hydro flask think about it 
three bucks for a reusable water bottle versus 50 it's a pretty good deal and i'll actually say just on that topic i like voss more than smart water smart water is d- d- not even smart water fiji water fiji water is the worst fiji water is dirt butt water it's and disgusting I don't care for their with their cut of their jib it is bottled in ohio folks jokes dokes and all the other oaks in between. That's never been a sign-on I've had on this show, by the way. That started tonight, but I've done it twice now, and it's not going to be a recurring thing. Really, I feel like you should keep it, just like for the weird quirkiness. Do you really, Thorin? <laughs> Do you really think I should keep it? And be honest with yourself. No. Yeah, no. No, no one <laughs> no, thinks that. No. no one thinks that. There's maybe one person who listened to that and was like, <laughs> and that's, that's all right. And and that person, to, to that person, I'm sorry. You're not going to get the Ulks comment again. Um, I hope I haven't lost a listener by saying that. I have all uh, nine of you. But but, uh, if that's the case, I understand. And just know that you will still always be an Ulk in my heart. Thorin. Ulk and Field. (laughs) That was beautiful, Thorin. Thorin, that was really beautiful. And it's not the first time I've heard you referred to as Thorin Oakenshield, but it fit perfectly because the word Ulk was being thrown around. I had to go for the pun. It was nice. It was nice. There was layers to it. There was depth. Uh, it was like a nice, tall German chocolate cake. There's just more and more fun the farther down you dig that fork in. Wow, that is such a weirdly specific kind of thing. But on that topic, have you ever had a German chocolate forest cake? Those things are delicious. Nah, forest cake. Yeah, so they sprinkle in maraschino cherries in it. Oh! Yeah, that's what makes it foresty, I guess. I, You know, when I think of the forest, I think of uh, uh, sugary syrup-covered cherries. It's uh, it, it couldn't be more fitting. Thorin, this was a weird episode. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, as I said, uh, I was very tired, and... I did not have a lot of time to prepare, and this episode was sort of slapdash together last minute, but I'm glad that we had time to discuss your projects and what you have working on, and I still think we covered a lot of ground today. We did, but not thoroughly. I know, no, and there'll be more to come for that. Thorin and I are both going to be staying here at UCI over the summer, so you can expect to hear Thorin on the show again soon, hopefully. Yeah. And uh, we can actually have a more thorough We're going to have a whole in-depth conversation on horror, especially with Midsommar coming out. Mm, I want to see that. I want to see it so bad. Hereditary was the last film in a long while to actually scare me. Have you seen... uh, We're way over time, so (laughs) I'm going to have to cut this off soon, but I do have to ask... Have you seen uh, audiences listening, huge viewer discretion advised if you are listening to this because this film is intense, but have you seen Strange Things about the Johnsons? I have not. Do you know what that is? I don't. I'm assuming it's like kind of a... It's, uh, I, I'm blanking on his name. I think it's Joshua, so I'm the director of uh, Hereditary. Oh, then I'll love it. Um, it's, his, it's his thesis film from grad school. It's 30 minutes long. It's on YouTube. It is one of, I, I. It's not a horror film. It's just the most intense, sadistic thing. One of the most in- intense, sadistic things I've ever seen. Weird question, but is it like based around family? Yes. Okay. You, it might be in, uh, taking uh, inspiration from a Japanese horror film of the same variety. We'll talk about this <laughs> after because we were on, <laughs> yeah. as I said, we're already running way over time. I got a lot of editing to do now. Uh, but I recommend if anyone. Uh, 
uh, is interested in this film. I will actually also say um, content warning for... Uh, I don't want to spoil the film too much, but content warning for sexual violence um, is a big part of it. So if that's something that is uh, too too much for you, uh, I, I would not recommend it. But if you're intrigued, if you enjoyed Hereditary, uh, cannot recommend it enough. We're now plugging a completely different film that <laughs> yeah. you have nothing to do with. I just love it. Uh, but it oh, my God. It's very good. I recommend it to both of you. Blinded. The demo for Blinded drops in a week yeah. on itch.io. And the game itself is slated to drop in late August. Yep. And then Don't Stop Us Now premiered at the Zot Fest, uh, like, what, two nights ago? Three? Mm-hmm. Um, Monday night. Uh was like the second so it was with with i think it was the second that's how time works no was it the it was the four i don't even know dates time is an enigma a date (laughs) it it appeared on a date um and that happened and the film will be available to watch on youtube when i believe in about two weeks great now thorin before you go if people are interested in finding out if people missed those dates or want to know what else you got working on you are so you seem to be constantly working on a new project every time I talk to you. Yeah. Uh, if so, if people want to keep up to date, is there anywhere they can follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, the mighty underscore Thor, or you can always just email me. I'm always happy to lend a hand in work at T-C-J-O-R-G-E-N-S-E-N uh, at UCI.edu. That was wrong. It's uh, T-C-J-O-R-G-E-N at UCI.edu. You want to say it one more time? Uh, T-C-J-O-R-G-E-N at UCI.edu or Instagram, the mighty underscore Thor. Beautiful. Uh, Thorin is the uh, assistant director on Don't Stop Us Now, the audio engineer on Blinded, and had nothing to do with strange things about the Johnsons, but we promoted it anyway. And a dude who comes from a weird small town. And a dude who comes from a weird small town. Thorin, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. This was a great time. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yeah.